Welcome back. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. This is another great episode of Dan on Top. Here at NRM Streamcast, we have an incredible guest. He's running a little late. He's buying a house. His name is Bernard Rees, lead strategist and educator at Reshare Financial. Bernard, how you doing? Awesome. Uh, Dan, I love the vibe. Um, I'm already, you know, this the rhythm of this show is getting me going. The rhythm of the show gets you going. That's right. That's what we do here at Dan on Top because I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. We got great guests not always on time. Sometimes they're buying houses. I'm buying a house too. I'm on time. It's all good. Just giving you a hard time, Bernard. Appreciate you being here. Glad you love the rhythm. Glad you love the energy. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who is this guy, Bernard Reese? It's all about helping folks with tax strategy, um, showing people the nuance in the taxes that can save them a bundle or cost them a bundle. Um, and they got to enter all financial tax transactions with their eyes wide open, open minds, open to possibilities and looking out for the pitfalls. Open minds, open possibilities, open strategies. You tell me it's all about tax strategy and advice. I say it's all about the Benjamins, but you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. Anyway, tell us more about you. That's about what you do. I want to know about you, buddy. Okay. Um, there, at, at the core, I'm really a scholar. That's really okay. What it is. You're a chacham, if scholar. you will. Exactly. I mean, I, I love mean, that. scholar in uh, Yiddish, Hebrew, whatever you want to call it, maybe Aramaic. Uh, so that, that's what it is. It's just about taking that that trait and applying it to finances and taxes. Okay, I love that because I'm a scholar too. Um, I'm a Talmud Chacham even. I'm a Torah scholar, if you will. I am an individual that loves to learn, loves to grow. Um, I, I made a course, right? So, so I, you know, I love to teach too, obviously. And, and we learn in the Talmud that more do you learn from your students than you learn from your teachers, right? I bet you could even quote me which chapter and verse that is in and which tractate, but we're not going to go there. I mean, we can if you want. It's your episode. You're the guest. Um, but listen, I love that attitude. Being a scholar, being a student, being a teacher, being a mentor or a mentee is how you learn. It's how you grow. It's how you network. So let's just skip the questions and jump into some things that I'm thinking about based on what you just said. What is the biggest thing you've learned from a teacher and what's the biggest thing you've learned from a student? From a teacher, uh, I would say the biggest thing that I learned is not something, a tidbit that I can share. It's more about observing them. And sometimes, you know, you may want to lose faith in humanity. And then you meet that individual that restores your faith and belief in the universe. Um, And that's what I think is the greatest thing that I got from a teacher. Observing them um, and and just appreciating um, and trying to grasp the enormity of who they are as a person uh and from a and that that just changes your perspective right when you see what what we as individuals are capable of uh it just that's that gives you a complete paradigm shift um from a student um i think it's just that questioning again it's not like a tidbit it's not a nugget uh it's it's being open to questions so if a student asks you a question rather than having that knee-jerk reaction and, and defensive, valuing the question, appreciating the question, uh, because I think there's nothing more valuable than a question because that can lead you in new directions. If you always have the answers and you value answers, you don't learn anything new because you've got all the answers. But if you value questions, that can lead you to totally new avenues of knowledge. 
All right, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you said here that the biggest lesson that you learned from a teacher was to observe, believe, have faith, grasping the enormity of who they are as a person. So it's almost like you're, you're, you're making yourself humble, right? We know that water only flows to a low place, and any student who makes himself haughty or high or, or feeling like they know everything above that teacher, the water, which water, by the way, is akin to wisdom, right? Um, and ain't my melatora, right? We know that 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 this wisdom that that that's some more Aramaic Hebrew. Anyway, we know that this wisdom flows from a place of high to low. And if you're going to make yourself all the way up there and not make yourself humble, then what's going to happen? You're not going to get. You're going to cut yourself off from that wisdom. So I love that. And then what you mentioned about the biggest learning lesson that you have from the student, right, is to be open to questions, right, to be open to that, 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 that process of knowledge, to, to ask the questions, right, and that's so important because I think a lot of times people don't ask questions because they don't want to appear to be low. They don't want to appear to be stupid or foolish or inexperienced, but I tell people all the time, Bernard, I say if you're a student of anything, which everyone should be a student for the rest of their life, right, I'm a student, you're a student, we're all students, we're studying different things, right, we're learning different things, but if you're going to be a student, Make yourself stupid, okay? That was some advice that was given to me, Bernard, by a mentor of mine decades ago. I said, hey, Mr. Mentor, it wasn't his real name, but I said, hey, Mr. Mentor, tell me something. I want to learn a lot. What do I do? He wasn't my mentor yet, by the way. He said, find an expert and make yourself stupid in front of the expert. And you know what I did? I made that guy my mentor, and I made myself stupid because I don't need to prove anything to him. I need to help him, add value to him, learn from him, grow from him. And then I can, while I'm humble, right, I stay humble, and I'm able to learn and grow and learn and grow and learn and grow and get to a place that's higher to a point where I can impart wisdom. Well said. Either on the ear or after we, we hop off, I'd love to know who that mentor is. I'm kind of stupid, so I don't know if I'm going to tell you. But <laughs> anyway, no, he's a great guy, and, and it's not, he's not the only one. I mean, I've, I've done that with, with a lot of people. I still do that with people because that's the way to learn and grow, and that's the way to add value. So... I love it. I'm glad we went a little bit off the, the beaten path here to talk about wisdom, talk about growing students, teachers, all that good stuff, which, by the way, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself and, more importantly, my partner, Zach Racinger, and our company and our course, the CRE Pro Course. Go right now to creprocourse.com, www.creprocourse.com. If you're a mentor, if you're a student, we have programs for both of you. We have coaching programs. We have co- programs where people can teach about commercial real estate and other related subjects. We have programs where people can learn. We have courses. We have individual mentorships. We have larger packages as well. So go there. See how we can add value to you. Speaking of websites, www.danontop.com. It's the name of the show, Dan on Top. I'm Dan. I'm on top. And if you go to our website, www.danontop.com, you can register for deals. You can watch everybody. Great, great guests like Bernard. Many of those shows, by the way, are 18 minutes. Bernard's is going to be maybe 14 or 16 minutes because he was late. Not mad at you, just giving you a hard time. But go to that website. You can watch all of our hundreds of episodes. You can see our listings, see our products, see our everything. You can just grab some value. So go there, danontop.com. Sign up for our deal. Sign up for everything and let us know how we can help. Bernard, let's get back to you, buddy. So I want to know a little bit more about what you do. We talked about who you are and we talked about lessons you've learned from teachers and students. Tell me a little bit about, you know, the results that financial consumers should be looking for and the experience that that financial consumers have in the financial marketplace. Yeah, and it's awesome segue from what we were just discussing. Um, I wouldn't, what they should, it's about the process more than the results. Uh, The financial industry is set up to provide 
answers. And what they skip are the questions. And what I've out to give people is take a step back, ask the questions, um, think about what you're really looking to get. Um, and so at a really high level, you got to think about from life perspective, you know, what are you really after? Uh, there are a lot of people out there that are going to say, oh, you want here, we're going to give you this, sign up for our guru product and you're going to get this or that. And people don't take us the back. Who said that's what I want, right? So you got to think about first, ask yourself questions. What do I want to do with my life? Uh, and down to the nitty gritty, the minutiae when it comes to, all right, you know what you want and now you have to know, all right, which financial tool or tax tool, right, on the financial side are you going to use to get there? Uh, you have to ask the questions. There are a lot of products that are going to be stuck in your face, a lot of marketing behind them, uh, but they're generally there to sell something to you and it's not going to be tailored to you. So you want to ask questions and the financial industry, the way it's currently set up, provides answers to questions that you're not even asking. They're skipping the question process. And that's why I created um, the Reshort Financial Member Space uh, to demonstrate to people that, hey, there's so much more nuance um, and you got to take a step back be a discerning consumer yes you got to interact of course you need services you need providers you need products but how should you go about getting them who should you get them from um, you need to own that process and ask the right questions I love it I mean you're absolutely right it's it's not about selling your service it's about providing value I'm not a broker I'm an advisor right my motto is provide value and everything else follows. Because if I'm selling something that you don't need, it's worthless to you. If I don't have something and you have a need and I create that thing, now I've provided value. It's kind of like what we did with the CRE Pro course. People came to us. They wanted to learn. There was no product. We said, hey, reverse field of dream style, right? If they come, we will build it. We built it. Solve some problems. So I love that attitude. I want to talk a little bit about self-directed IRAs, and, and, and I want to talk about your opinion on uh, utilization of some of these uh, interesting, you know, IRS uh, codes, right? Uh, in in terms of being able to use those products and those those packages for real estate investing specifically. Go ahead, tell us your thoughts. I think self-directed retirement accounts is something that everybody should have. I think it's a no-brainer to have it. Uh, then the question just gets to be for each individual, what is the smartest way to use it? Um, is the smartest way to use it for real estate? For some folks, yes. Some folks, not. It is not a one-size-fits-all, uh, right? For as a real estate, somebody's a real estate agent maybe, um, and they are a real estate professional for tax purposes, would they want to buy real estate in there? Uh, they may want to use put the real estate in there that is that we can I'm going to back up a bit. Back Real estate is an awesome tax vehicle, right? Very tax efficient, super tax efficient, but not everybody gets the same tax results, right? So if you're somebody that's professional and you're investing in real estate passively, uh, you don't, you get tax efficiency, but you get limited benefit from the losses, right? Where somebody is a tax professional, real estate tax professional, uh, again, for tax purposes, you can benefit from losses. It is true that your real estate that's held in a retirement account is not gonna give you the losses on your personal return. So what you should hold in your self-directed account is gonna vary based on your tax profile. Uh, of course, you're gonna go out there on the internet and you're gonna kind of hear people say, yes, this is the most awesome vehicle for real estate. Um, and in my company, we do set up these vehicles, but we work with people to figure out what is the best way to use it. 
um, is the best is the best asset for you going to be real estate. And if it's going to be real estate through a syndication, through buying a property outright, should you use it for crypto, should you use it for startups. That's going to vary based on your tax and investor profile. Yeah, you bring up a good point is that there is no one size fits all. And and I want to mention something. First of all, the precursor to this or the disclaimer is I'm not a tax professional. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a an attorney. I'm not a lawyer, although I have been accused of being both of those last two things. I am an investor. I'm a broker. I've got experience. I'm a real estate professional. But I will tell you that if you're thinking about using your IRA to do self-directed investments, you need to consult a professional. Why is that? Because the IRS is very specific. If you make mistakes and you do a transaction that is not approved for your IRA, you can lose the entire IRA, okay? Not just the part that had that uh, transaction that's, I don't know what they call it. It's a, it's a I don't know, a transaction Prohibited that doesn't make transaction? the... I'm sorry? Prohibited transactions. Yeah, I was going to call it a transaction that doesn't make the IRS happy. But yes, a prohibited transaction, right? If you do one of those, it's not just like that you're going to get penalized on that little amount. You could, The whole account. So consult with a professional and make sure that you have a plan and a strategy and you know what you're doing. Would you agree with that? I, I agree with that completely. And I would add that there are some plans that actually, only, if, if there's a prohibited transaction, the penalty would only be on that amount it would not disqualify the entire account. So it's gonna vary. There are different types of self-directed accounts. Uh, there are qualified plans, there are IRA-based plans. Uh, and again, what's gonna be the best fit varies from individual to individual. What we've got now in the industry, we've got some companies that are pushing self-directed IRAs, other companies that are pushing qualified retirement plans. The reality is neither one is better than the other. It's gonna be what is the best one for you. There you go. We'll see. Dan is not always right, but Dan is always on top. Bernard, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate the value that you added. Dan, awesome to be here. An honor and a pleasure to be your guest. An honor and a pleasure. Hey, listen, can I ask you for one favor? Go for it. All right, I want you to put those arms in the air a little bit. All right, come on. Come on, rock it out with me. A little bit. Where's your guitar? I need the guitar. Oh, man, I'm going to break out the guitar soon. Listen, I'm Dan Luke with your host of Dan on Top. Reach out to me. Shoot me a DM. Come to our website, www.danontop.com. Let me know how I can add value. I'm here for you and looking forward to seeing you soon.